Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another exciting episode of So Frail Conversations. Today, I want to talk about little homies. Feel me? I'm gonna talk about the little homies, um, but not in the in the in the I guess traditional sense of little homies. But I want to flip it because um, cliche wise, you know, you gotta learn how to you gotta know how to follow before you can lead. You dig what I'm saying? And I just want to use different contextualizations for the shit. So I'm saying little homies. You got to learn how to be a little homie before you can be a big homie. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I reached a point where I've learned and I've had to come to terms with the fact that I'm no longer a little homie. I'm a big homie now. Um, I've been a big homie for a minute, but like, I guess now, because, you know, I'm 30 now and shit, like, I feel like yo, I'm a big homie now. It's, it's, it's my responsibility, not necessarily my responsibility, but, well, I'm going to say that. I have a responsibility to, you know what I mean, um, reach out to the little homies uh, and, you know, connect to them and everything like that. And I'm fortunate enough that, you know what I'm saying, the young bulls that I fuck with, the little homies that I fuck with, they listen. They listen to me. Um, but unfortunately, that's not always the case, you know. Um, and I feel like you, you got to learn how to be a little homie. You got to learn how to be a little homie, too. And this isn't a slight or anything like that to the little homies. You feel me? The little homies listening. I fuck with you. But this isn't a slight to the little homies. But this is more so a reflective piece of when I was a little homie and why I didn't listen, why I was hard headed, why I didn't, you know, take the advice from the big homies and the big dogs in the streets and shit. You know what I mean? Now, nah, let me not say the streets like motherfucker, because like I said, I dodged them motherfuckers. I ain't really, you know, get caught up into it. I fucked with it. I was affiliated, but I never got initiated or never got heavily into it. Just hung with the gangster drug dealers and thugs. And, you know, they made me go to college and shit. Niggas kicked me out of the hood. I can't ever have fun ever in my life. But now nah, I respect them because those were my real big homies. Those truly were big homies and shit. In some regards, I know I talk shit a little bit like my big homies ain't teach me nothing. They really didn't teach me a lot, but they did teach me shit. They did teach me some shit. Not only did they, did they teach me some shit, they encouraged me not to be like them. You feel me? They couldn't teach me like they couldn't tell me why they didn't want. They just like, you know, don't be like me. And they didn't even want to change their own paths and shit like that. But the purpose of that is in, in all of the learning that they gave me and all of the gems and all the game that they gave me, they taught me that. I needed to, they, they taught me how to be a little homie. So to the little homies out there that might be listening, you feel what I'm saying? I want to drop and dedicate this episode to knowing and learning how to be a little homie. In my perspective right now, even as a big homie on the collective, I'm still a little homie to somebody. You feel me? I'm still, I still got to sit at the feet of the elders. I still got to sit at the feet of people who don't, who who have what I don't have. And I got to learn it. I got to obtain it. I got to get that get that game, get them, get them gems and shit. But it's, it's, it's a process. Like you got to be able to do it and you got to be receptive to it. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have reached a point where a lot of little homies are receptive to what I give them. But I also know the other side of it, you know, of little homies that ain't receptive, but I know why you feel me. And I think we need to address that. Why big homies, if you a big homie out there, I think this is one for you too, because you feel me. We give up on the little homies a lot, not realizing their pain, not realizing their frustration, not realizing why they don't fuck with the big homies like that, or definitely don't fuck with the elders, because it's a whole it's a whole dynamic in which we left them out. It's a whole dynamic in which we leave them out, and I noticed that it's something that we really gotta uh, 
dive heavier into and 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 peel back the layers on. So I want to dedicate this to the little homies, and I want to give a little bit of game on how to be an actual little homie because you know, I get it. I get it. I've been in those places where I wasn't a little homie and I couldn't be a little homie and motherfucker couldn't sign me, bruh. You feel me? But nah, it, it comes a point where you have to accept that. Not just from the younger perspective. I mean, just experiential perspective. Because you could be older than somebody and not have as much experience about life than them. And you can be younger than somebody and have way more experience in life than somebody. And so, you feel me? The little homie complexion. Complexion. I don't know why I said that. But the little homie discussion that I want to talk about is based off of the experience of life. You feel me? Some of us don't want to be little homies. Some of us can't be little homies because of all of the shit that we experience. We're like, yo, fuck that. You can't tell me shit. You feel what I'm saying? But sometimes you just got to listen. You feel me? You got to listen. You got to know how to be a little homie. But before I dive heavy into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram, underscore just underscore scene, underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all who tip donate sponsors to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. I love you. Thank you. To all those who would like to tip donate sponsors to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the description of your podcast. Not the episode itself, but the podcast. Cash App and PayPal are also fine. That's this with that, and that's that with this. So before we dive straight into it, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into So Frail Conversations, How to Be a Little Homie. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. <laughs> anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. And without further ado, we're about to dive into So Frail Conversations, how to be a little homie. Now, this is not going to be like step one, do this. Step two, do this. Nah, it's just, you know, we want to vibe as always. And, you know, I want to, I really want to speak to my little homies and, you know, give them the game on how to be a little homie. Because I know just from my own personal perspective, some of us, some of us, you may have been raised with your father. Some of us weren't. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of us who weren't raised with our fathers or a solid father figure have difficulty being a little homie because you feel me? Can't nobody tell us shit. We hard headed. You feel me? We, we headstrong. We're a lot of things and people misinterpret why we like that. You know, so I want to clear, I want to speak on that first before I like really get heavy into it. Like, you know, when I was young, a lot of people still to this day, a lot of motherfuckers be like, yo, can't nobody tell your stubborn ass nothing. And nobody ever really decides to say, hey, let's figure out why scene is stubborn. Let's figure out why we can't tell scene shit. Let's figure out why you feel me. I say something to to you to him and he rejects it. And then, you know, over time, you feel me? He decides, okay, look, 
I, I could fuck with that after looking into it and shit like that. Motherfuckers be like, you know, because motherfuckers be like, I told you to look into this and you didn't do it. Or I told you about this and, you know what I mean? My thing has always been like this. If you're not able to provide me the game behind this shit, I don't, get, I don't give a fuck about a what anymore. What's don't mean shit to me. Give me a how, give me a why behind what the fuck you talking about. If you can't give me that shit, then there's no game for you. You're not giving me game. You feel what I'm saying? A what is easy to obtain. You feel what I'm saying? And that's always been my perspective because um, being raised without a father and shit, it was very, very difficult to connect with a big homie. It was very, very difficult to listen to the elders because I said, I don't even have one in my crib to listen to. You dig what I'm saying? And that's that's the case for a lot of people. You know, a lot of us, you know, that are little homies and shit, fathers may have abandoned them or whatever the case may be. And I'm speaking from that perspective. But in the father figure role, if you didn't have a solid father father figure to bring out the best in you or to 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 take you to the peaks and the levels that you needed to be, it's gonna be it, it gets difficult and it gets hard to to truly um connect with. You know, you know what I'm saying? To connect with. And I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, on no on no mean shit, no mean spirit of shit, but I do, you know, I kind of want it to be discussed because like somebody gotta speak for speak up for the little homies. You feel me? Because I keep hearing like the old heads be like, yo, the little niggas don't listen. See, the problem is ain't no respect. Problem is motherfuckers ain't beating their ass no more and shit like that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, big homie, what are you pouring into the kid? See, that's the problem right there. A lot of people think, you know, being a little homie, you know what I'm saying? A little homie in a motherfucker is that, you know, you invoke fear in them. Because a lot of the shit in our culture, a lot of the shit we think is respect is really not fucking respect. It's fear. You feel me? They're like, yo, the youth don't respect the elders no more. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. The youth don't fear the elders no more. That's why the elders always say this shit. They always put these two things together. They be like, the youth don't respect the elders no more because they got they stopped getting their ass whooped. No, when they stopped getting their ass whooped, they realized they didn't have to fear anything anymore. We grew up, you know what I'm saying, and our elders even grew up with fear-based um, upbringing. You feel me? It was no respect. Because if it was respect, you feel what I'm saying, the elders wouldn't tell you business. They wouldn't gossip about you. You wouldn't get multiple whoopings for the same thing. You feel what I'm saying? Like this shit, like shit like that. That like that's what the the the, the little homies don't deal with anymore. So they don't have that. But the olders, the the elder generation, they're not willing to pour into the little homies no more because they fear them. Because the little homies, because the, the you know, I guess they stop whooping our ass and shit. You know, when the, when they stopped doing that shit, the little homies ain't had no fear. So the little homies was running around reckless. The older generation, the old heads started fearing the little homies and shit. So it's like, nah, we can't tell. Like, yo, you scared of them. You scared of them. So the dynamic has to now be switched because the little homies know that shit. Not only do the little, little homies know that shit, they're like, I'm not going to listen to a motherfucker who's scared of me. Think about that shit. The little homies are basically telling I'm not I'm not listening to a motherfucker who 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 fears me. You know what I'm saying? Who's scared to actually talk to me, to reach out to me, to connect with me and shit. That's what happens with a lot of that's why a lot of the little homies in the hood getting lost. Because the big homies are scared of them now. The big homies are scared of them now because the 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 barrier is broken between fear and respect. Like like it's not there no more. A lot of people have, oh, respect is not. No, no, that was never respect. It was always fear. Now we don't fear the shit no more. Now that we don't have to fear it no more, we say what we want to say and do what we want to do. You feel me? But for my little homies, I need y'all to understand that. That's dangerous. That's dangerous as fuck. 
because now you put yourself into a position where you can't be taught anything. Now, I get it. I was like this. I was like this like a motherfucker. And it don't help that, you know, my natural gifts, you know, problem solving and intelligence and all of that shit. Motherfuckers really couldn't tell me shit. Motherfuckers never really couldn't tell me shit. Like, you feel me? Like I told a story about the teacher almost, you know, I used to mean this. We could have fought. I was 12 years old, could have fucked, like, man, sh- motherfucker was in his 30s, bro. He would have drugged my ass, bro. Like, ain't no, I'm not. But you feel what I'm saying? As a little homie at the time, it's like, you can't tell me shit. You can't tell me shit. Matter of fact, the conversation that helped change me was my conversation with my seventh grade teacher. Because we got into a conversation about my pops and shit. And this was like the year after I like first met my pops for the first time. When I tell you, look, the only guidance that my pops, look, in my entire life, this is the only guy that's my pop gave me. When I was 11 years old, he taught me that if somebody puts you in a headlock, run backwards. He said, don't try to, you know, get out of it by moving forward. He said, just run backwards if they try to put you in a headlock because, you know, it'll throw them off balance and you can get loose. It'll hit their head on the ground and shit. Solid piece of information. I kept that shit like a motherfucker. Right. And then the next advice, I was 26. He said, you know what? Just make sure you wear condoms when you're having sex. Bitch, I've been fucking for 15 years, nigga. The fuck you telling me now for? But you feel what I'm saying? Those are the two bits of advice that my father gave me. Everything else up until this point in my life, I figured out on my own. You dig what I'm saying? A lot of our little homies are going through that shit. You feel what I'm saying? They're figuring out life on their own. You know what I mean? I remember one time I was having this conversation with the sister, man. She was like, "Mm, your father must be a very powerful man. I said, she, yeah. I ain't never met that nigga like that. She was like, you didn't, have, nah, I ain't had no father in my life. I figured this shit out on my own. I figured out how to be a man on my own. So for the little homies, it's like, if they figuring out how to be a man on their own, what can a man tell them? You feel what I'm saying? What can a man tell them? Because like I said, the guidance that I used to get from the big homies was mainly about getting money and, and fucking bitches. That was it. That was really it. You dig what I'm saying? It wasn't real game. It wasn't real, real insight. So as a little homie at the time, I had to figure this shit out on my own. I remember the one time, the one time, one big homie, he stepped in and gave me some guidance that I wish I would have listened to. But I felt like he was throwing shots low key instead of trying to give me some game. I was, you know, walking down the street and shit. And you feel me? Sometimes like when people, you know, people have family cookouts and shit, neighbors, you know, people is like, you know, community and shit. But you know, it is what it is. So one of my homies and shit like neighborhood homies and shit i guess he had some cousins come through so they walking around and shit getting familiar and shit and shorties was bad and i was like yo i'm on them you feel me i was 15 years old i was like i'm on them you know go in there you know mac on them get the numbers and shit you know regular shit that i've been taught one big homie pulled me to the side he's like yo ray you can't get them all nigga what i can't what Got me fucked up. <laughs> he was like, no, Ray, I'm telling you, you can't get them all. I said, man, do you not know the fuck I am? I said, I ain't been turned down yet. About 15, I have been on a mean streak. Like, every number that I went for, I got. Like, it was like I was, like, not missing at all. And I didn't miss. I didn't, not, in not missing those, I couldn't catch the gym that he was. I'm like, man, what you mean? I can't get them all. I said, I get them all. What are you talking about? Everyone, every time I pop up, motherfucker, every time I go out, I get a motherfucking number. Little homie shit. That little homie arrogance. So not just little homie arrogance, but little homie arrogance when you figuring out life on your own. So he like, yo, Ray, trust me, bro. You can't get them all. And I didn't really know what he was saying. Like, he didn't word it right. He could have said you won't get them all or you shouldn't get them all or he should have changed it. 
You feel me? But as I as I went on, it was like when I got older, that's when I started to pay attention to what he was really meaning. As in, you can't get them all as if every woman is not, you, you got to let some of them go. My thing was everybody go get all the girls, bro. Shit, I'm going to get them all, nigga. What the fuck? Like, and it was too much. It was it, a, a lot of shit happened. A lot of shit transpired in, in life out of always feeling like I had to get them. You know what I'm saying? That was the little bit of game that he gave me and shit. And it was so smooth. He was just like, yo, you can't get them all. He said, I'm telling you, you'll see when you get older, bro. I said, nah, man, I'm going to get them all when I'm old. You know what I'm saying? I'm 15. And like I said, I had not been turned down. I was in my quote unquote prime. Shit. I had girls in different schools. I had like, and all of that shit. But then it's like, when I started to see the full dynamic of the shit and what shit was like unfolding, nobody was telling me about how you know, girls will find out about each other and start fighting or motherfucking, you know, other shit, other dynamics that comes with having all the girls, bro. Like you, you it's a good, it's, it's good. Like you feel like you the man, you feel like you the Mac, but then it gets to a point where it's no longer, it's no longer fun. You feel me? Girls calling you, cussing you out for nothing. Well, it's really not for nothing. You feel what I'm saying? You feel like it's for nothing. Yo, where are you tripping? Huh? Like, you feel me? But those are little pieces of game that I started to get along the way, but I started to learn, you know, deeper aspects of life. And it was like, there was no big homies there. So as a little homie, I'm like, I'm figuring this shit out on my own. You feel me? This is one of the reasons why I say sometimes it's hard for me to accept that I'm a big homie now because my inner child, the, the abandoned inner child, the, you know what I mean? From the masculine perspective, like it's still a kid. It's maturing now, but you know what I'm saying? It's still like that little boy still comes in who needs guidance. That little boy still comes up who needs to understand it. So, you know what I'm saying? I had those moments where I'm like, I'm not ready to be a big homie yet. Because like, what was my rights of passage? I ain't never get a rights of passage to where I was like, oh, I can step into being a big homie and shit. You feel what I'm saying? But it was a role I had to assume. It's a role I had to accept because now I'm looking at younger brothers who are, you know, that hit me up. I'm saying like, yo, bro, you really changed my life. Yo, you really inspired me to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm still a little homie myself, but it's like, nah, I'm not. And I'm basing my little homie aspect off of it because I'm still chasing. You know, I'm still chasing the elders. I'm still chasing. Like, there's not many elders. The fact that my elders have to come from YouTube, that shows something right there. You feel what I'm saying? They're not in my immediate space. You feel me? When we go to, when I have family functions and shit, when we used to have them, because, you know, COVID and shit stopped everything, like family reunions and everything, like my uncles. They're like, now these aren't just regular uncles. These are my mama's uncles too. Like, you feel what I'm saying? I'm able to sit with them and have on level conversations. I'm not listening to them. I'm not soaking up game from them. I'm not like, yo, getting like, I'm teaching them. You feel me? My mom's, my mom's siblings. You feel me? My dad's siblings. Like when we link and we talk, it's like, they always say the same shit. Yo, every time we talk, bro, I always learn something new from you. That's a motherfucking problem. That's a whole problem. I'm your nephew, bruh. I'm your nephew. Now, mind you, I'm 30 now. When we was having these, like, I've been having these conversations with them since I was in my 20s, my mid-20s, early 20s. Yo, I always learn something from you. Yo, you always teaching me something. Yo, like, that is a fucking problem. And we wonder why the little homies won't listen. We wonder, well, they, we just can't tell them nothing. They hard-headed. Like, you're right. We are stubborn. The reasons like this is why I don't listen to motherfuckers now. Cause I ain't never had nobody to listen to. And this little homie's going through that shit right motherfucking now. 
little homies looking for guidance and shit. Can't nobody give it to them. You feel me? So for my little homies, I need y'all to understand like becoming a little homie is 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 kind of like a rites of passage type thing. You got to learn how to follow before you can lead. I see leadership. I see leadership skills and qualities in a lot of my little homies. A lot of the homies that that reach out to me like, yo, bro, you changed my life. You did it. I see. I see the leadership. I see the leader in them in, in their asses. You feel what I'm saying? I had to change that because I was about to say them real country and shit. You feel me? <laughs> but nah. You know what I'm saying? The little homies and shit, I'm, I'm watching them grow. I'm watching them develop, but I'm watching me. I'm watching me. I'm watching how they're they're not, like, like I said, a lot of them are receptive to me, but I watch how a lot of them aren't receptive to the elders. A lot of them want to challenge the elders to see like, you know what I'm saying? Like we all had that shit, like, you know what I mean? Like we get a little bit of muscle. We want to fight an older motherfucker and shit, like, but sometimes you know it's levels. I, let me tell you about fighting the elders, right? I never forget this moment, yo. This shit was hilarious, but it was just like it showed the degrees of separation. This is just from the physical aspect. This is why the elders are important, but this is why the elders are very needed, and we need big homies too. But this is why all of this shit is needed for the little homies to not let shit go to their head. I was seventeen years old, sixteen to seventeen, and like, mind you, my pops was gone, so my mom she had to work and go to school all the time. So basically, my older brother and my older sister raised me. You feel what I'm saying? For like the first part of my life. They were kind of like my parents, low key. You know what I'm saying? And it's like being that way, my brother and sister, they they didn't know how to turn, like they would they didn't know how to turn parent sibling off. So it would be like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't cuss in front of them. I didn't cuss like I I cussed for the first time in front of my sister when I was 23 years old. And even that shit felt like <gasps> I just cussed in front of my sister, bro. Oh my gosh. Brother too. Like now we have regular conversations like siblings now that we're older and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But at the time, it's like, damn. I wouldn't even say damn or hell around them. Like, I didn't I didn't cuss whatsoever around them because it's like, yo, I was scared to. It's like, yo, that's like my siblings, you know what I'm saying? When I was young and I tried this shit, I'm like, yo, stop cussing. I'm like, damn. Okay. And it felt parent, it felt parental. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like when I was 17, I was washing dishes or something. I had got fed up with my brother. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but like the tension was there. And it was just like, yo, I fight this nigga right now. That's how I knocked this motherfucker out. Cause you feel me? I had some wins under my belt. I had a decent amount of wins under my belt. Mind you, I told you my brother roughed me up. So he kept me on my toes. He kept me on my P's and Q's. You feel me? So anybody that was, you know, my age, you know what I'm saying, in my class and shit, like, fuck them. I ain't worried about them. I was dusting them off. But it was these grown men that was different. So <laughs> my brother was a grown man. I forgot. He taught me. So it's like he said something. I was very irritated. He just came and talking shit. I said, man, shut the fuck up, man. You running your mouth like a little bitch. And he was like, what? It was no longer brother mode. Like the parental figure kicked back in and shit like, my like, bro, you only seven years older than me, but don't get shit twisted. I like, man, fuck that, man. I said, you over there running your mouth. He said, oh, so you cussing now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, motherfucker, what you want to do? He said, cuss again. I said, bitch, hell, damn, fuck, nigga, what you want to do, right? He said, oh, so you want to pull up, right? This was the most humiliating ass whooping I ever got in my life. And I'm going to tell you why I was humiliating. Because he won't fight in me. So he said, yo, you want to fight? Pull up then. He didn't say pull up. I think it was whatever the, the conversation was then. I was 17. So he's 24. So 
You know what I'm saying? So I walked up on him. I squared up and shit. Man, I threw the first punch, right? I was, I was, I was really, I was really fighting him, right? So when I threw the first punch, I hit him in the chest. I was gonna connect him in the face, but it's like he, I don't know how it happened so smoothly on his side, but I was fighting for fucking real. I was really fighting him, like, yo, bro, I'm about to fuck you up. Man, he just grabbed me and then he picked me up and slammed me. And then it's like when he slammed me, it wasn't even like a, a hard slam. I can tell he was not trying. That's where the shit pissed me off and made me want to fight more because he won't try. When he slammed me, right, he held me down and he kissed me on my cheek. He said, oh, you're getting tough. And so he started just wrestling me every time. Like he wasn't even fighting me for it. He was just holding me down and kissing me on my cheek. He said, oh, he said, you tough, you tough and kept talking to me. So I guess he felt when he finally seen that I was serious with it. He said, all right, all right, all right. I see that you really want to fight. He said, let's let, let's take it outside and we can go out. I said, no, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, yeah. I ain't even, I ain't even want to go outside because I'm like, yo, you were playing with me, bro. <laughs> I said, yo, I had never been handled like that before in a fight. Like I'm serious as fuck. Like I'm serious, ready to bang on him. Like yo, nigga, suck. And he's playing with me the whole time. You feel me? I tell that story to tell the significance of the degrees of separation between the little homie and the big homie. That little homie ego got to me. That little homie ego got to me because, like I said, I have been scrapping. I've been dusting motherfuckers off. You feel me? I have been doing these things. But at the same time, so had he. <laughs> so had he. And it's like I forgot. You feel me? I'm 17 at a time. I forgot when I was 12 years old. I was He was 19, and I seen him fight a 25-year-old. Like, I seen him fight the motherfucker. You feel me? It would have been an easy. It would have been a, a, a fair fight had the dude not have had him by a good two 300 pounds like it was a big dude like when i say big dude my brother fucking him up only thing dude can do was fall on him and then he laid on him and my brother was still talking like the same way he talked to me he was talking to this nigga like but the dude was laying on him holding his arm my brother said you fat motherfucker he said yo you fight like a little bitch he said wait till i get up he said bitch you heavy like he's talking shit but he's fucking him up right so i forgot that shit yo he ain't just forget how to fight like he got better since then like you feel what i'm saying like he got better and i'm like that's that little homie arrogance. That's the little homie arrogance. But that's also the shit. Like, yo, my brother wasn't around like that. Like, we, we seven years apart. Like, he ain't going to be kicking it with his little brother like that all the time. He got his own friends. He got his own life and shit. His own shit. And like I said, my brother was, he was, he was what he was. You feel what I'm saying? He did his, he did his dirt in the streets and did his own thing. So it's like, he's in a whole different league than I am. You feel what I'm saying? He's in a whole different league than I am. So, like I said, I was really fighting this motherfucker, yo. I was really trying to match with him. I was really trying to bang with him. And he just fucking, it was effortless. It was effortless. You feel me? But that's just the physical side. But we had the mental side. We had the spiritual side too. You feel what I'm saying? The little homies, my, my little homies, y'all got to let that arrogance go. Y'all got to let that arrogance go. Because the arrogance is going to be your downfall. Fortunate enough for me, that was my big brother at the time. Well, he's still my big brother now, but fortunately at that time, that was my big brother who I was fighting. It could have been a random motherfucker that was just like, yo, I don't give a fuck about you. I do not care about you. I'm going to stomp you the fuck out. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not going to give you a chance to, to actually want to, you know what I'm saying, to really fight me. No, I'm not going to do that shit. You feel what I'm saying? But I use that example because it's like those were moments that that probably that shit right there could have when I was 12. With that teacher, he could have beat my motherfucking ass. You feel me? And then I, I wouldn't have had, you know what I'm saying, like nobody to call. It's just like, all right, whatever. You feel what I'm saying? 
So these are these are these are the moments of modesty that you know the little homies gotta have. I'm not mad at the little homies for feeling this way. You feel me? Because I, like I said, I remember I was backtrack. Now I was 12. Same situation with my brother. I remember this dude. He was 15. I was 12. We was you know shadow boxing and shit. We won't slap boxing, but we were shit. like shadow boxing is like you you feel me? You throwing punches? Just don't connect. You know not to connect when we shadow boxing. That's what the shadow is for. This motherfucker punched me in my eye. But he was 15 at the time. So I didn't fight him. I didn't fight him right. I was like, yo, I'm going to go get my brother. My brother taught me a valuable lesson in this moment, though. So I was I'm going to go get my brother. You got to bust your ass. I go get my brother. He said, go beat him the fuck up. What you coming to get me for? I said, he older than me. He says, so? Go beat him the fuck up. I'm mad walking away like, yo, my brother ain't even got my back. He ain't even got my back. He don't even want to go beat this motherfucker. My brother's two years older than his dude. And if this dude is able to shadow box with me, my brother's going to beat the shit out of him. I said... I ain't even think about it. I was like, man, fuck, you know, she's supposed to be my motherfucking brother, man. He ain't even trying to look out for me. Yo, this dude just punched my eye. You feel me? When I went back to the dude, I was going to fight him, but you feel me? He apologized. He's like, yo, it was an accident. I was like, man, I thought about it. It was an accident. We were shot. Like, he didn't even hit me hard. It ain't like it made me cry. It ain't swell me up or no shit like that. I just, feel me? When he hit me, I just, I'm going to go tell my brother. I just, you know, was what it was. You dig what I'm saying? But he taught me a lesson in that shit. Like, you feel me? Goes back to what he was always trying to teach me. I'm not going to be, I can't be there for you, bro. I can't always be there for you. You feel me? It's levels to this to this little homie shit. You know, it's, it's levels to the big homie shit. There's certain shit I can't cross. He said, you got to learn how to be a little homie, which means stepping up when it's time to. You feel me? But there was also times when you got to fall back. You got to fall back. You feel me? You got to remember you a little homie. You dig what I'm saying? You got to remember when you was a little homie. And it's the little homie syndrome. That's why I'm going to coin this shit. Little homie syndrome, like I said, it gives us an arrogance about ourselves. Especially when we solved all of our problems by ourselves. Like, when when Pete, when Beef jumped off, when Beef jumped off, it's like I had to handle the shit myself. You know, when I had to figure something out in life, I had to figure it out on my own. So I know what it's like, little homie. I know what it's like, little homie, when you can't listen to nobody. When you won't listen to nobody because you're like, man, fuck that. Every time I wanted somebody to tell me something, they couldn't give me what I needed. So I started figuring out on my own. You feel me? I started figuring the shit out on my own. I'm with you. I'm fucking with you. But you got to learn that you a little homie. And in the presence of an actual big homie, you're going to see that it's levels and it's separations. It's, it's, it's levels to the shit. You feel me? I'm Now, I'm going to transition on to the mental side. You feel me? Because with the mental and the wisdom comes with the experience of the life that they live. You feel what I'm saying? My little homies, a lot of my little homies, they fuck with me heavy and shit. A lot of my little homies is in the hood. Like, you feel what I'm saying? It's social. A lot of them come from the social media and shit, but a lot of them come from the hood. You feel me? And they can connect with me because I know how, like, I come from that shit too. So I'm able to connect with them on that level. But because I've made my transitions over and shit, like, you know what I'm saying, into different levels. But I, I don't disconnect from them. For my little homies, I know you want somebody to connect to you, but sometimes you got to learn a part of your growth as a little homie is to learn and start to see that you can learn from anything. You feel me? You can learn from anything. It's not just what's right in your face. It's not just what's right there. You feel what I'm saying? And you know that you can. You know what I'm saying? As you are developing in your own, you are developing in your own right. You are, you are, you are growing. You feel what I'm saying? You are growing. And you have to consider that. For one, when, when when you're fucking with a big homie, make sure you got a big homie that has your best interest in hand. Because sometimes a big homie ain't a big homie. 
I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. Some of these big homies ain't big homies. They just little niggas that's older than you. Take a moment with that. They little niggas that's older than you. Feel me? And you got to learn how to discern that. You feel what I'm saying? You got to learn how to discern that. And that's one of the reasons why we have that disconnect. Cause you're like, yo, bro, when did you grow up? You feel me? When did you grow up? Cause now you can't teach me shit. Now you don't teach me shit. Now you won't teach me shit. You just sit there and you know what I'm saying? The fuck. This is one of the quandaries. This is one of the things that even it affects me. You feel what I'm saying? Because like I said, it's hard for me to find elders. Very hard. You feel me? Like I used to work, man. This shit was crazy. One of my employees, when I used to, you know, be an account manager, one of my employees was 30 years older than me. My employee was 30 years older than me. And he had been in the company for 10 years. I only gave that company, let's see, from March 2016, I left March, I left April 2018. I gave that company two years of my life. Two years of my life. And I had gone from a basic valet driver to an assist to an account manager. And I ran two sites. You dig what I'm saying? Well, no, I ran more than more than two. Because I had the Sheraton downtown. I was at the residence in. I was at the courtyard and I was at the uh, the Lowe's. Yeah, so four hotel sites. I'm running as an account manager, whether I was an account manager or not, because the Sheraton downtown, um, the account manager, he, the motherfucker was never there, but he taught me all of the game I needed to be there. So you feel me? I was first point of contact when he wasn't there and shit, which was damn near all the time, because he said, I ain't even mad at him. He set himself up like that. He was like, I'm gonna train my motherfucking team to train the team to everybody to level up. You feel what I'm saying? Perfect, perfect setup. So Sheraton downtown, I'm pretty much running it by myself. You know what I'm saying? Courtyard Marriott, pretty much same thing. Because when he moved to the, um, when he transferred sites over, he brought me with him. And when he brought me with him and shit, gave me the same responsibilities, same delegations and shit and all of that. So I'm learning how to run sites. I'm the point of contact. I'm running all of this shit, learning how to do the financials and all that shit. These were very, very positive skills. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm mentioning this because... Two reasons. Well, one, go back to the main story of it's not about age as much as it's experience, right? How this man was 50 years old and I could not look up to him. He ended up being my employee. But the account manager that taught me, he was younger than me. You dig what I'm saying? I think he was about two or three years younger than me. His, but as in his, even though he was younger than me, I was his little homie and I accepted that. You feel me? I accepted it from the experiential part. That's not a word, is it? Experiential. Experience. From the side of experience. <laughs> That's the side I had to accept. Yo, I don't have this experience, bro. So he's a big homie right now. I'm a little homie. I'll be that. And as a little homie, I, I did what I was supposed to do. You feel me? I did what I was supposed to do as a little homie. I sat at his feet. I learned from him. You feel what I'm saying? To the point where I was able to transition to that. But the big homie... The one who was supposed to be a big homie who was 30 years older than me, 32 to be exact, but he was 30, like, you know, I'm trying to teach him the game. Like, he's, he's, he's had, he had been there for 10 years total, and he had the most he had to send it to was a supervisor. I became a supervisor in three months. In 10 years, I don't know when he became a supervisor, but you're, you've been here for 10 years and you're still a supervisor. You feel me? I started in March of 2016. I was a supervisor by June of 2016. You feel me? I was a I was an assistant 
by April of 2017. The only reason why it took me that long, because they needed a position to fill me. And I had already passed the qualifications. I had already done everything that I needed to do. I was just waiting on them to give me a site. Feel me? Waiting on them to give me a site, moving up in the ranks. But these, this, this one in incident showed me, I was literally at, at the same time, a little homie and a big homie off of opposing sides, the sides I wasn't supposed to be on. You feel what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is you got to know when you, as, as a little homie, you got to know when it's time to be a little homie. It, it, we, we get encouraged to always be the next level up as boys, growing up as boys. You know, we don't have a time. We don't have a chance to be at the level we're on. When we're boys, we have to be young men. When we're young men, we have to act like men. And you're like, nobody gives us a chance to actually embrace what we are. So we always can take carry that over. But you got to learn how to be a little homie. And know when to be a homie, be a, be a little homie. You feel what I'm saying? Because like I said, the Bulls 50. And at the time I was 27. So he's like, I'm, I'm you know, I get the sight or whatever. And I like he had already gone through all of the same shit that I'm so I'm, I get that. I'm like, Yo, why you want to why you want to go? Uh, I don't know, man. I just want to stay in this spot right here, bro. I ain't even trying to I don't want that responsibility. That's one of your first indicators, you know what I'm saying, as a little homie. How to be a little homie is learning how to find big homies. How to find big homies? Are they willing to accept two points, responsibility and accountability? They can't do have those for themselves. That's not your big homie. <laughs> that's a little nigga that's older than you. Real shit. That's a little nigga that's older than you. So I'm watching. So I go to work one day. I got promoted at this site. And now I'm taking over the site. This is my, you know. I had two employees like this, but these are my employees. And it's like, I go to work and he show me a twerk video. My guy, you 50. I'm going to watch it. I'm 27. I'm, I'm going to watch the shit. I'm going to look at it ass shaking and shit. But it's like, should you really be showing me ass? So I had to use my discernment as a little homie at the time. I was like, nah, this ain't, this ain't somebody that I can, you know, he's, a, he's older than me. He's an elder by definition, by technicality. But I had to realize that he can't be an elder. So he was one of those people that was always complaining, yo, the young bulls don't listen. To Do you see why we don't listen? You feel me? You're 30 years older than me and you're entertained by the same shit that I'm entertained by. Mentally, we're at the same level. You wasted 30 years of your life. Why the fuck would I want to learn from you? You dig what I'm saying? On a coin flip. You feel me? The account manager, when I first started and shit, to help me move up in the ranks and shit, he was younger than me. Motherfucker made me feel like I wasted three years of my life. I'm like, yo, how the fuck am I older than you and you got all of this shit set up? You feel me? It was different drives, but I had to have modesty. I don't like the word humble, so I don't say humility because humble and humility, what they derive from means to make insignificant. I'm not making myself insignificant to anything, so I prefer modesty. So if you ever hear me say I'm modest and I'm not humble, I'm not, when I say I'm not humble by default, I'm not saying I'm arrogant, but I'm a very modest person. You feel what I'm saying? I just don't like humble. Like I'm, I'm not going to affirm that over myself because it's too powerful. You feel what I'm saying? It's way too powerful. Yo, be humble, be insignificant, be less than. People say, no, that's not what it means. No, 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 that is what it means. I hate when people try to argue with that shit, bro. Because then when I break down to that, oh, well, I'm still humble. All right, cool. It's your insignificant ass. Get the fuck on. That's not what it means. It means to not think too, that's modesty to not think too much of yourself. Humble means to make insignificant, to make yourself insignificant to what standard? You feel what I'm saying? 
this is the this is the battle right here with the little homies. Because I think deep down, whether they know this definition or not, but the little homies, like, I'm not humbling myself to a nigga who's motherfucking not superior to me. Bitch, you on my level. Why the fuck would I humble myself to you? Because then that's when it goes into other things. Because now when you look at humility, when you look at humiliation, those things mean to embarrass. Humility somehow is a good word, but humiliation is a bad word. You humiliated me. Well, have humility. You dig what I'm saying? People don't even know how, how mindfuckish words really are because you hear something so much, you think you know it. No, you know the context in which it's used and in which somebody's intentions are in expressing that. But you don't know what that word means because if you did, you wouldn't say that, speak that shit over yourself. But I digress. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm a very modest person. So I came to him, I was like, yo, bro, I'm trying to move up in the ranks. You feel me? I'm trying to, you know, lock down your position. He was like, all right, this is what you got to do. This is all you got to do. He said, you show up, you do it. You know what I'm saying? So I operated as a little homie. I operated a little, as a little homie. Then I was able to transition back into the big homie to teach my other employees on how to do the same shit that I was doing. So I can reaffirm it for myself. You feel what I'm saying? But in that, he taught me He taught me management. He taught me how to how to actually break down certain things and, and, and do certain, certain shit. But I had to know how to be a little homie to do that. I had to know how to be a little homie to him. Despite the fact that he was younger than me. You feel me? Because it wasn't about age. It was about experience at that point. That's the transitional phase. When it comes to the like physical side, we, bait, we worry about the actual age. You feel me? But once we start transitioning the mental and spiritual sides, excuse me. Once you start transitioning into mental and spiritual sides, that's when we start to understand it's all about experience. Experience, wisdom, understanding. Those things have no age. You can get that shit at any age. You feel what I'm saying? You can get that shit at any age. You feel me? So this is why I was saying it's, it's hard for me to find elders and shit because it's like a lot of my elders gave like my pops, for example. Last time I talked to my pops, I think I don't even know how old my pops is, to be honest with you. It, whatever the case may be, either way, he old as hell. So he's in his got to be in his 50s, pushing 60 or something like that. But anywho, it's like when I talked to him, I was 26 years old when I talked to him and he's like, yeah, man. The white man won't let me do none of this. Like, you can't be my big homie, bro. Cause like, yo, like I haven't made that excuse since I was in, in middle school. The white man ain't trying to let me do shit like that, but you're still saying that shit. So I I look at it like, yo, I'm so glad he wasn't my father. Like, I'm I mean, I'm glad I got conceived, and I'm like, I'm glad you weren't in my life, bro. I had to reach that level of growth. That level of growth and healing was like, it showed me. Had he been in my life, I would not be me. <laughs> God damn, I would not be me. I would be him. I would be him. You feel what I'm saying? But I digress. I need to get back to the point of my little homies. Y'all got to understand distinction. Y'all got to understand when to be a little homie. See, we're raised in this world of competition rather than collaboration. That's another thing y'all got to learn how to do is, as little homies, collaborate. Collaborate. And collaboration is is one of the foundational pieces, I feel, of being a little homie. You got to learn how to work with people. You feel me? Not just people. You got to learn how to work with, um, with well, they're all people. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to work with people. But I mean in different positions, different directions of life, and know that wherever you go, you're going to be a little homie. If you've never experienced something before, you're a little homie, and it's okay to be that. One of our biggest things is we don't want to relinquish that power. 
If you've been a big homie all your life, you don't want to relinquish that power. A lot of us don't fuck with authority. I don't fuck with authority. You know what I'm saying? Like, I fuck with knowledgeable people. Because authority figures, a lot of authority figures just, they're, they're just in a position. Motherfuckers be dumb as fuck. They don't really have any knowledge on what they're talking about. They're just an authority figure. Because they moved up in ranks, so they've gone through the necessary training. I mean, education. To get to a certain position. And in being in that certain position and shit, they have authority in that, but they don't necessarily have knowledge about it. So, you know, as a little homie, when you're trying to to connect with that on that type of time, when you're trying to connect with them on that level, it's hard because you start to see, you know, your masculinity kicks in. You could you could determine, yo, you just an authority figure, bitch. You ain't knowledgeable. Hey, huddle up, broskies, because it's time to elevate. The secret to evolving masculinity is to define it, understand it, then apply it. The Sofrail series defines masculinity as the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. From this definition, I explain how masculinity is not just the hat that we wear, but it's the essence that we must exude through application. If you enjoy the Sofrail conversations, why not read the books that inspire them? Visit IamJustSeen.com right now to add the Sofrail series to your library to get a better understanding of what masculinity really is. I promise. After reading Sofrail, you will never look at masculinity the same again. I've been like this all my life. You feel me? When I used to get when I was in school, I used to get all kind of good, 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 ah, good grades. I used to get all kind of good grades, but I got bad notes. He's a very intelligent child. However, he talks too much, or he'll correct us if we're wrong, or he'll do this. I'm wrong for that. What's wrong with that? You feel me? That's when I started to realize I have an issue with authority, but I embrace knowledge. If you're more knowledgeable than me, you're more knowledgeable than me. I'm gonna sit at your face. I'm I'm gonna be a little humble, quiet as fuck till I soak the game up. But then when I start processing shit and I start to reach that level, it's like I gotta challenge it. Not in the sense of you know, I ch- I don't challenge it just to challenge it, but I challenge it to see, okay, this don't sit right with me right now. Let me, let me, you know, and then you get to do as I say, not as I do, whatever the case may be. Feel me? But as a little homie, you got to learn how to respect and maneuver in that game. And I get why we don't. Why, why would I respect something that's not even on par with me? You feel me? Like I said, it's hard for me to accept elders and listen to them because it's like, like I said, when I say, when I talk about how my uncle's always talking about learning something from me, when I talk about a whole bunch of people older than me, not just like a year and a half, two years, like significantly older than me, that can't give me no game. Why do I got to listen to them? You feel me? Why do I got to listen to them? You know, I got something in the works right now that I'm trying to scheme up that I'm working on. One of my homeboys put me onto where I can actually sit and meet with one of the elders. Like, yo, just hearing, I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a motherfucking, I'm a, and I know how to be a little homie. I'm going to be a little homie in this situation. You feel me? I ain't, I ain't going to try to leave shit. I'm going to be asking all the right questions. I'm going to be like, yo, you feel me? I'm saying? It's like, as a little homie though, that was something I had to learn to do. Fast forward. I mean, rewind 10 years ago. This wouldn't even be a reality. I'm like, man, talking to this motherfucker, man. Fuck that, bro. Can't teach me. He can't teach me shit. Fuck. I've been, I've been, I've been doing this man shit since I was 12. I had to. Can't nobody tell me shit about being a man. But it's levels. Because when I started to explore the depths of what a man is, like masculinity and all that shit, I was like, oh, I need to find motherfuckers that's, that's there. Feel what I'm saying? But I had to learn to be a little homie. Being a little homie is not a bright, it's not a bad thing. 
You feel me? Now, when you are as a little homie, you'll know when a motherfucker is trying to sun you. You feel me? Motherfuckers trying to belittle you or trying, you know what I'm saying? Stand like nah. Don't you don't let that rock. Now you also don't have to be so so aggressive or angry with it. Cause you gotta understand you're in a different position than him. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you're in a different position than him. So if y'all are on the same level and you're younger than him, just move forward. Just move forward. You feel me? Because motherfuckers will try to sun you and assert that shit over you because it's like that's when humble comes in. Be humble. I'm really beneath you, but I need you to be beneath me. Like I always say this shit, motherfucker. Like, yo, you only call me arrogant because you can't match my confidence. You feel me? Like I said, I know motherfuckers is like, yo, you're so arrogant. And you're so I'm like, all right, cool. But then when we sit down, it's like, yo, that's not arrogance. I just didn't know what you were talking about. I know. I try to tell your motherfucking ass that. You feel me? I get it all the time from, from the religious aspect. I get it all the time when it comes to scholarship, motherfuckers. Like, Ho said, they can't believe as much skill as in a human body. Motherfuckers can't believe that I could be so knowledgeable about medical science. And have dropped out of med school. Like people hear the word dropped out and think, oh, you couldn't cut it. <laughs> Got me fucked up. You feel what I'm saying? Comes religion, oh, you, you, you just walk away from me. It's because you don't understand it. <laughs> Got me fucked up. And then when we start to talk and peel back the layers, they're like, yo, I didn't know half of the shit that you're talking about right now. So who's the arrogant one? Who's the arrogant one? <laughs> My my perception comes off as arrogance because I don't budge on the shit that I stand on. You feel me? I don't budge on the shit that I stand on. That's that's not being stubborn. That's like, yo, if you can't, it's like this, yo. I look at it like this. If we go to a gunfight, right? You got a six-shot revolver. I got a banana clip in the AK. Who gonna run out of bullets first? You feel me? So I'm walking in with a level of confidence. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this gunfight. The fuck? I'm gonna win this gunfight. And I got okay, let's say I got a fully automatic. My child was fully automatic with a banana clip. Bitch hold 25. 25 of them things. You got a six-shot revolver. Semi-automatic. And we're gonna go into a gunfight. Oh, don't get cocky. Don't get arrogant. No, bitch, this is calm, confident than the motherfucker that I'm going to win this shit. As <laughs> soon as we pull triggers, bro, you got to pull the trigger twice. I got to pull once and I'm laying your ass flat. The fuck you mean? I take that same energy with everything that I do. People don't expect me to be this way. You feel me? You know, I guess my level of knowledge and my level of, 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 of perception a reality should be should be given off a certain way. You feel me? I'm low-key and high-key a philosopher. People expect me to talk like Plato and Socrates. Fuck both them motherfuckers. Fuck. I say shit in the conversation. I say fuck in the conversation. I will add my emphasis on a bitch. Hence why we call this motherfucker profane profundity. But anyway, this is why. You feel what I'm saying? I don't have to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I don't have to sound like the shit. I really got to know what I'm doing. You feel me? But I'm tying that back into the perspective of that was an understanding my connection with the little homies, what they need to have them, you know, to, to be able to receive it. And off the other side of that, I had to realize that as a little homie, I got to constantly 
I got to constantly carry myself as such. Because if I come off as a big homie all the time, I can't be a little homie. Nobody wants to, you know what I'm saying, sit around me. Nobody, like the elders aren't going to want to teach me. They're not going to want to learn. I mean, learn, like, they're not going to want to teach me and I'm not going to be able to learn because I'm going to be like, yo, bro, like, feel me? I remember I was on Twitter. Just had to be when I was like 22, 23. And some goofy motherfucker, like, he was a, he was an old head, but it's like, he pissed me off because... I think I tweeted real nigga what's up. No, I had to be 22 because that's when um 21 or 22 cuz that's when the model was out. You know Drake shit was like yo real nigga what's up. So I tweeted that shit yo real nigga what's up. And he going to say get that hump out your back. Stop doing this that and the third this and that. I'm like the fuck is you talking about, bro? He said have some confidence about yourself. He said be proud and being black or whatever the case may be. Bitch, I said real nigga what's up. Who the fuck said I don't love being black? The fuck? Again, the little homie shit kicked in. The, the arrogance of the little homie kicked in and the defensiveness of the little homie kicked in on this dude for a reason. You feel me? Because it's like, bitch, you don't even fucking know me. You don't even know why I said what I said. You don't even know shit about me and you worried about a fucking tweet. So I said that shit. And then, you know, I'm going I'm to use two different examples, both off Twitter, you know, at the same age. So I'm like, see, that's and I, I tweeted back. See, that's what's wrong with the elders right now. And like everybody was like, yo, how did you change the scope? Because I had to talk to this motherfucker how he's, you know what I'm saying, how he needs to be spoken to. You feel me? So he's like, I said, see, that's the issue right there. So no, no, first he was like, he said, he was like, uh, when I said real nigga, what's up? He said, get the hump out your back and drop your shoulders, straighten your chest out. Some bullshit he was talking about or whatever the case may be. You know, still coming off as a little homie. So, you know, with that little homie, you know, arrogant. So I'm like, who the fuck are you? Motherfucker says Google me. At that point, it's no longer a big homie talking to a little homie. It's no longer an elder talking to a younger kid. It's like, bitch, you attacking me. And then you're going to tell me to go Google you like you some important motherfucker. I Googled him. He won't really nobody. But because I Googled, I said, you know, let me see who the fuck this is. Because if you're telling me to Google you, you must be important. And then I must have some level of importance to where you able to see my tweet and speak on it. You feel me? Or you feel like some, there's, somehow we met. So he ain't Googled him in one shit right there. So I responded back. I said, see, that's the problem with your... No, he was like, yo, that's the problem with you young kids. Y'all don't listen. Y'all listen in the third. So I responded, that's the problem with you elders. You assume that we don't know anything, and you assume that you can come and talk to us any way you want to. I said, that is the biggest problem right there, and that is the disconnect between what we have. Everybody was like, how did you just... Switch? I said, because I can take it there with him. He didn't give me a chance to take it there with him. You feel me? Now, if he would have been as a real big homie, a real elder, he would have came to me and said, young man, you know, you should change your language or whatever the case may be. Why are you speaking in this particular way? Bam, bro, it's a lyric to a song. You feel me? It's a lyric to a song. I feel like this. And we would have been able to have a healthy exchange. Now you just got embarrassed and I beat you the fuck up on Twitter. The fuck? Now everybody now Google that, motherfucker. So I was like, all right, whatever. So it was it was it was different. You feel what I'm saying? It was different. There was no point in me being, you know what I'm saying? No, you're not about to humble me, motherfucker. You're not about to humble me. I chose to use this word because I'm in a certain culture. I'm in a certain age. You feel what I'm saying? That's why the younger kids, that's why the little homies don't listen. My little homies, I know this is why we don't listen. This is why y'all don't listen to us, to the big homies, to the elders. Because when we come to y'all, we come to y'all in a disrespectful way. You feel me? We come to y'all in a disrespectful way. Like, see, stop responding like that. Get your shit together. How do you know I ain't got my shit together? How do you know I even think like that? How do you know that shit? You feel me? That's why, as little homies, that's why we respond the way we respond. 
I'm with you. I fucks with you. I fucks with you. But there's a different way. There's a different way. This is why I'm like, yo, when you see that, don't even feed into that energy. You know what I'm saying? Feed into the motherfuckers who are willing to connect with you as you are. My big homies, my fellow big homies, the elders, when you are speaking to these youth, to the youth like this, you got to be in this space. Not trying to sun them, not trying to make them like you. You got to bring out what's in them. You got to bring out the leader in them. You can't make them lead your way. You feel me? You can't make them lead your way. And the, the, the little homies, no. Bitch, I'm not. No, fuck you. I'm not going that route. Watch your mouth. So this was a second example that happened on Twitter. Now, this is something that I responded negatively from. Well, I responded negatively to the first one, but that was a teachable moment on his side. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yo, oh, shit. Little motherfuckers really do we know shit. Feel me? Like like the episode of Boondocks when um the dude was talking to uh when they went to prison and the dude was talking to Huey and shit and he was talking about yeah man this is a fucked up system he said they don't even make us do shit and he was talking a whole bunch of bullshit but he was making sense and then he looked at Huey and said little nigga you know about that little nigga what you know about that and Huey said yes I know about that the prison industrial system is a complex design to destroy the black man and he said. And everybody, like after he broke down the shit, he was like, nigga, did, did you just say what I said, but smarter? <laughs> I was like, that was it. That's the little shit right there. Assuming, you feel me? How he attacked Lil Huey, he was like, Lil nigga, you know, what you know about that? You know something about that? He was like, yeah, you could have asked me a different way, but I'm going to show you and I'm going to body you with the shit. You know how many little homies can body big homies like that? So again, if you can body a big homie like that, why the fuck would he be your big homie? Why the fuck would you respond in a way that's healthy? Why the fuck would you have to respond to a way that's like, yo, fuck you. There ain't no respect there, bro. You already coming at me with this and I'm going to eclipse you? Kiss my motherfucking ass. Now mind you, in the boondocks, Huey's like eight. No, Huey's like 10. Riley's eight. And this is a grown man in prison. Why the fuck would I listen to that? Why the fuck would I listen to you? Not because you're in prison. You feel me? But because your experience of life has us on par and I break something down better than you can. The fuck? A lot of our little homies are like that. This is why they don't fuck with nobody. You feel me? This is why they don't fuck with none of the elders because the elders can't even connect with them. Just at the basic level to be able to say, yo, you up there with me, young homie, but let me show you a little bit more game, a little bit more guidance. Feel what I'm saying? Like I said, so the second instance on Twitter, motherfucking... Now, this is because, like, back in the day, I was 22 and shit. I still referred to women as bitches. Like, feel me? It wasn't in a disrespectful way at the time because I didn't think it was disrespectful. It was like, it was a bitch, bro. Like, that's how fucked up my mind was then. That's how fucked up our culture is to where it was like, that's a bitch. Like, it flowed off the tongue. Like, man, this bitch crazy. Like, you feel me? So the dude tweeted, he said, <laughs> he said, yo, if you refer to women as, he said, if you refer to black women as bitches, then unfollow me right now. I said, nigga, fuck you. I said, I refer to all women as bitches. The fuck? You got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But, you know what I'm saying? I was like, and the ball started rolling. So I'm like, yo. So I tweeted back. Bitch, don't sub me, nigga. Because I, I knew it was a sub. I knew it was a sub. Because I was like, bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks or some shit like that. I think that song had just came out. Or whatever. So I'm He's like, yo, if you refer to black women as bitches and shit, I was like, nigga, I'm talking about bitches, non, you know what I'm saying? Collective, nigga, ain't no race to the shit. Bitches a bitch. The fuck? Didn't get it. Talking to him and shit, he was like, why do you feel, you know what I'm saying? Broke it down like, yo, so you feel like women is like, 
nah, bro, I don't feel like women. I don't say it in a degrading way. He said, what is a positive way to call a woman a bitch? And when he just asked me that shit, I was like, bruh, ain't no positive way to call a woman a bitch. <laughs> that shit don't mean nothing. So I tried to throw in the Monique thing. I said, well, on fact, girl, she said it's a term of endearment. She said, is it really a term of endearment? He said, he said, could you hit up one of your homegirls and call them? He said, would you call one of your homegirls a bitch? No. Why? Because they're not bitches. He said, exactly. I said, oh, touche, motherfucker. Touche. He met me. He met me on my little homie shit. I still unfollowed him because I ain't really stopped saying bitches and shit because I had to listen to what he said. Like, you feel me? I was like, yo, bro, like, it's in me. At this point, I write music and shit, and I say bitches a lot in the motherfucking songs, but it planted the seed to where it started to evolve me. So now I say the same shit now that he say. But I also know how to approach it. Because I'm not just going to tell the young boys, man, get out the street, stop doing the shit like this. No, bro. I understand what the streets will do to you first. I know. Feel me? One of my young bulls, rest his soul, man. That shit, it shit broke me because I felt like, man, I was right there. He was, I, I could have saved him. He was there. He was fucking with me. Still got killed, man. Shit still hurt. But I was talking to him and we was talking about women and shit. And I was like, bro, you got a baby mama and you still fucking. He's like, man, I'm like, yo, bro. He's like, chill, man. I'm like, yo, just. Relax with the shit, Tony. I'm, you know, trying to give him the game and shit. It's going through. It's getting through to him and shit. But, you know, we had a conversation one day. And he was like, yo, <laughs> shit, statue of limitations. I can't incriminate myself at this point. Shit's already expired. So he was like, um, he was he was selling. He was trying to give me some. Um, I was like, yo, bro. Because I knew who to go to and shit. I was like, yo, bro, I need a quick tag for my um, for my registration look out he was like yeah i got you bro he was like i know you ain't from the hood so you don't really think how you think i knew to came to your ass <laughs> like how the fuck do you think i knew how to get to you you feel what i'm saying he was like huh he said nigga just because i don't act like the shit no more don't mean I ain't, I ain't with the shits you dig what i'm saying and then we had another conversation where he was you know front me some food stamps you know what i'm saying he was like he said bro he was like, yo, we got food stamps. It's like, um, whatever he said with the conversion was backwards. It was like, he said, um, he was like, you get 40, I think it's like 40 food stamps, 40 food stamps for like $100. I said, fuck no, that's backwards. You got the game fucked up, bro. He said, oh, damn, I forgot you ain't from the hood. No, I'm from the hood. I'm telling you, you did the shit backwards, bro. It's supposed to be 100 food stamps for $40. Where the fuck you trying to get 40 stars? I ain't paying for that shit. I said, you ain't banging me over there. He said, oh, shit, my bad. I typed it wrong. I know you typed it wrong. That's why I corrected you and shit. But the the dynamic in which I was saying was that I reached a point where it's no longer identifiable that I come from that. It is. You feel me? It is. But people in it still don't, oh, nah, you can't be from that because you can't. Nah, bro. It's levels to evolution feel me? So when talking to him more and more, it was like talking to him more and more was so revealing to him because it, it dropped it dropped that guard from him from him. Because when I started talking about businesses, I remember 
he was telling me about, you know, his his company that he wanted to start and everything like that, man. And I was like, okay, here's how I said, look, first thing you want to do is get your LLC straight. When I say that next week he filed for his LLC, he had it. He had his LLC, he had all of this shit straight. He was like, yo, bro, what you think about his logo? I said, yo, that's a dope logo. He said, I said, is that something? But is it a logo that can mature with you? He's like, what do you mean? I said, yeah, you, he was, <clears throat> he was only 21. Cause he was 20 at the time. I, we went to the strip club for his 21st birthday, but he was 20 at the time. He, I was like, it's something that can mature with you. I said, what do you mean? It was like, I was like, like over time, as you get older, as you grow, is that something that can stay there? Like, will you look at that five, six years from now and be like, nah, I need to change that. He was like, I probably would. I said, all right, so figure out something that can last a decent amount of time. He was like, all right, you know, did it. Started, told him about copywriting, how to get his images and shit. Like, yo, when I say he went through every single step, he went through every single step. He was a little homie. He was, a, he, he knew how to be a little homie, but at the same time, he seen, he was able to be a little homie because I was able to break the barrier to show that it's not a separation between us. You feel what I'm saying? And my little homies, they're looking for that. Y'all are, y'all are, y'all are looking for that. And y'all have to learn how to find that. Y'all have to learn not to disconnect with somebody. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm saying that because had he have always just kept in, oh, you, you know, you went to college, you this, you that, you clean cut and you do all of this shit like that. I said, bro, this is a game I got to play, bro. This is corporate America, bro. I got to play this game well. But understanding where I come from, you feel what I'm saying? He was able to be receptive to me because of that. You dig what I'm saying? And I, I, I really fucked with him. He really fucked with me and I was able to, to be the big homie I was supposed to be, but more importantly, he was able to be a little homie. Listening to his stories, he was a big homie where he was from. Like when I sit and talk to him, he was a big homie. That was a hard, that's a hard transition. That's a hard transition. You feel what I'm saying? He's 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 having to, you know what I'm saying, step up, take care of his family, be the man of the house. He has to do all these things at 20 years old. 20 years old. You feel me? He worked on cars. He was a, he had his own mechanic thing and everything like that, shop and everything. He did his thing. What can I tell him? Like, I, I, you got to, as little homies get to that point, like, yo, you can't tell me shit when I'm doing the shit that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I started to teach him more. The importance of family, the importance of these things. And it's like, all right, he started the structure. He started to, to change and shit. It just hit him. It, he, some people can't escape. Some people couldn't escape. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was... His hot head nature, I get where it came from. You feel me? It's like, yo, do or die, bro. We we in the we in the we in the streets, bro. We in the trap. Like this shit crazy. Like you feel what I'm saying? This shit crazy. I'm like, yo, bro, you gotta you gotta make wiser decisions, bro. You gotta think a little more. He was about to fight one of our fellow account managers and shit because the dude tried to punk him. And like I said, this is where it comes authority and shit. Like motherfuckers, like he like, yo, he had on like a pink toe bog and shit. It's, Early in the morning, he's the only one he had. We didn't have any. My site didn't have any because they wouldn't let me order shit. So because the site was fucked up, they gave me man that that shit pissed me off, bro. They tried to blame me for a site they gave me that was fucked up. I got the site in September. It had been negative since January, right? They tra- They gave me the site. They promoted the previous manager there. They put me in that bitch. And then by December, no, in January, they were telling me, um, yeah, we don't like the numbers. Bitch, how the fuck I'm going to clean up nine months of bullshit in three months? That shit's impossible. And then the three months that now you want me to clean it up in, the shit's declining. It's, it's winter. 
motherfucker. Ain't nobody traveling like that. At least not to hotels and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, they're getting out. I said, yo, you, you know the shit stop. I was like, all right, I see what y'all did. But they were trying to play me. I said, look, if y'all try to terminate me, you know this is going to be wrong for termination. And we will have a lawsuit. Oh, well, we got an idea. How about, do, do you want to, um, we have an assistant um, position open, right? Would you, would you, I said, okay, what, what I got to, like, what's that? I said, but you can't drop my pay. <laughs> I played them. They gave me a thousand dollars more <laughs> and dropped me a position. <laughs> one of the, one of the, other, one of the old heads that was once my employee and shit, he was like, Racine got demoted. I already got demoted. He must not have been able to cut the job. Bitch, I got moved to an assistant account manager. I got a thousand dollars more to do this shit. <laughs> Checkmate, pussy. The fuck? You feel me? Still was making more than him. But you feel what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this is the game. I said, look, I said, they knew they would have had to pay me a lot more than a thousand dollars more with a demotion if they would have let me go because it was wrong for termination. It was definitely wrong. It would have been wrong for termination. They knew it. They knew it. I had never been written up before. Nothing that ever, like, they gave me a failing sight. I would have, I would have banged them over the head. Once I started talking that shit, they was like, oh, shit, he ain't, he ain't the slow leak. <laughs> he ain't, the, I know I ain't the slow leak, bitch. We can play. We can mash with the symbols, goddamn. But anyway, I was saying that because... Where was I? I was about uh, so this employee he was about to fight one of the assistant managers and shit over uh, a toboggan because I couldn't order shit because my site was fucked up. We didn't have the money to order it. So they told me not to order shit. So I said, "All right, fuck it." So he had on a pink toboggan, and you know what I'm saying, or Scully for the Northerners and shit, toboggan and Southern shit. So you feel me? He had on a pink toboggan and shit, and they're like, "Yo, you need a black one on." He's like, "All right, bro, I'm almost off." He had the pink one on. He worked my overnight shift. You feel what I'm saying? He had the pink one on at 6.43. He got off at 7. The fuck you bitching for? He's not going to be here before 15 more minutes. So the dude walks around and shit. They call me and he's talking shit. He was about to fight him. He said, bro, if you don't get the fuck out of my face. You feel me? Another instance and when I had to, you know, step in and, you know, I had to teach him while showing him that I'm going to defend him too. You feel what I'm saying? So the dude came. I was like, yo, chill, relax. I said he was here. I said, he, he worked a whole overnight shift. I said, when did you see him with the pink toboggan on? He was like, well, I said, okay, did any employee, did any um, guest see him with that? I said, no, I don't know. I said, well, because you're at a whole different site. I said, he just put this thing on. He gets off at seven. You feel me? Who seen him? I said, all right, I talked to him. I'm, you know, I got him a toboggan and shit. I went to another site, worked it out. I talked to him. I said, look, bro, you can't be bucking on the managers like that. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Not, not, not no bitch shit. But I'm telling you, this is a game you got to play. So he was receptive because it was like, okay, cool. You didn't throw me under the bus. You feel me? You pulled me out from under the bus, but then you showed me, yo, this bus was about to run you over. You feel me? Second situation we got, we got into, he, he brought a guy's car up, right? He told the guy, your car is ready. Like, we're moving cars. Like, you feel me? Your car can't stay on a ramp waiting for you to be luxury, nigga. The fuck? You got us fucked up. I made sure all my employees knew that shit. I said, all right, look, they ain't on the five minutes, move their car to the island. He moved it to the island. The guy came out, didn't see his car. He's like, I waited on my car for a second. He's like, man, your car has been here for a long. Why is it way over there? He said, because when we first brought the car, we tried to give it to you. You said you were not ready yet. So we have to move it to the island to keep our ramp clear. So this is my young homie telling him this shit. Dude is getting rowdy. So my homie says, okay, your car is on the island. Whenever you're ready for it, we'll, we'll give you your car. And walked away from him, right? So... 
the guy goes into the um to the uh, assistant general manager of the hotel. Assistant general manager comes to me. So I said, he says, so why did he respond that way? I said, I'm going to keep it honest with you. I said, that was the best way he could have possibly responded. What do you mean? He has to, he should have apologized. He said, no. I said, no. I said, because you guys got to understand when we're working in these positions, there's cultures that we bring into this motherfucker. I said, by all means, he should have knocked him the fuck out. I ain't say knock the fuck out. I said, yo, by all means, considering who he is, considering where he's from, and considering how dude spoke to him, that was respect. That's his form of respect. I said, you guys don't understand the culture. You think everybody should assimilate to a certain culture. You feel what I'm saying? I said, but these cultures come into it and it can't just change. They can't just stop. You feel what I'm saying? The general manager, assistant general manager, I didn't look at it like that. I know you didn't because you don't have to look at it like that. You see what I'm saying? I said, I'm going to talk to him. But at the same time, you need to understand, like, he didn't disrespect this, this person. He did what I told him to do. I said the ramp, the guest was, the, his car was on the ramp for too long, so we moved it to the island. The guest never came out. He was waiting for his own fault. So then he went to talk to the guest and everything. The guest was like, yeah, I just ran to go get a coffee, and then I kept talking and everything like that. He said, oh. So they took, he was like, yeah, but I didn't know they were going to. He said, we park cars. We move cars. Everybody's not. Guest did whatever he did. I went down to him. I was like, yo, praised him first. I said, yo, thank you for not knocking that motherfucker out. He said, bro, you don't know how bad I wanted to. He was talking stupid. He said, I was like, yo, you handled that perfectly. I said, I'll eat, you know, whatever has to, you know. Now, I ate it when I sat and talked with the general manager and shit. I was like, I'm not firing him for that. I'm not suspending him. I'm not writing him up for that. He did right. I can't, I can't, I can't fault him for that because I understand his culture. You feel what I'm saying? But again, all of this ties back into the little homie. He was able to be a little homie. Therefore, I was able to give him the game. You feel what I'm saying? My little homies, a lot of the big homies don't want to give y'all game. They can't give y'all game because y'all are so walled up. Because you have been a big homie in your space for so long. You have been that motherfucker. You've been the motherfucker in your space. Why would you listen to somebody? Why would you have to? Feel me? You got to know how to turn that off. You got to learn how to how to let somebody in who's been where you are. You feel me? Yeah, you got to use your discernment to understand where you, where you are and where you come from and where these things are, you know, tied in and connected to. You have to do that point. But at the same time, you have to be receptive to being a little homie. You have to be receptive to understanding, you know what? I don't know everything yet. You feel me? Now, this is coming from a motherfucker who... As a little homie, I have these tendencies. I don't want y'all. I don't want y'all to be like me. You feel me? Hove did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that. Nah, I'm bullshit. I'm bullshit. Ah, but look, real rap. I want y'all to. I want y'all to understand how to be a little homie. Your growth will come significantly when you learn how to do that. It wasn't until I was able to take the step back and take my foot off the gas. I'm like, yo, I gotta be a passenger. Hell, sometimes I gotta sit in the back seat, bro. You feel me? I can't drive this motherfucker all the time. I can't. I just have to drive it when it's time to. You feel me? My little homies, you've been driving for so fucking long. You're not giving nobody else the keys. Bitch, you drive the same speed as I drive. You, you the fuck? You got the same marks on your license and your and your uh record as I do. The fuck can you tell me how you a better driver? Fuck, I ain't about to navigate with you. 
You feel what I'm saying? But the separation between the little homie and the big homie's experience. Like I said, now some of these motherfuckers just a little niggas a bit that's older than you. That's cool. Acknowledge those people. But you feel me? Don't assume all the big homies are like that. That's going to hinder your growth. That's going to keep you from actually learning from them and being able to sit at their feet the way you're supposed to. You feel what I'm saying? It's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. It's not arrogance. It's not It's not your ego. It's the stance in which you come from. It's where you start. I've already, I've already, I'm the big homie now in my space, no matter how young I am. I'm the big homie now in my space. You feel me? Like when I said my big homies didn't really have much to teach me, they didn't. So once I learned all that shit that my big homies can give me, that was it. That was it. You feel me? That was it. And that level changes. You feel me? I look at my big brother and shit. It's like I'm 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 not his little homie anymore. So he ain't got to treat me like that. I'm not a little homie like I'm I'm we're peers now. But at the same time, I'm still a little bro. There's literally shit that I'm like, Mm-mm, bro. Let me, let me, let me, let me see what you're talking about. You feel me? Let me see what you're talking about. And I'm gonna wrap up with this. Like, I remember a situation where I saw when the delineation happened. I started to respect my brother as a big homie. Right? Like I said, I got mad when I got punched in the eye that time when I was shadow boxing. He wouldn't beat the dude up. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> I got even madder when motherfucking we was wrestling and like man, I'm telling y'all, he played with me, bro. That shit pissed me off that much more because I was fighting for real and he played. I didn't I landed one hit and it was only in his chest. Every other thing I swung, everything else, I could not connect. He just kept slamming me, dodging my shit, and kissing me on my cheek. He said, Oh, so you so mad, ain't you? Like, I'm like, yo, how are you this calm, bro? Now you pissing me off because you're not fighting me for real. You feel me? But that's when, you know. When it really got to a point where I realized I am a little homie was when we got into some shit, me and my homies, motherfucker pulled a BB gun out on the dude. I think I told the story before, but like motherfucker pulled a BB gun out on the dude and said, yo, when you see your man, tell him this what it is. You dig what I'm saying? And the motherfuckers started circling around. Like they started circling around. Like they was gonna get like the dude that was circling, we know he a shooter. Like we knew he was a shooter. Like it was no doubt in our mind. It was no, yo, he ain't he ain't about no. We know motherfucker got records. Like he'll shoot the shit right out you, right? So we get stuck. You feel me? Little homie kicked in, like real little homie. Took down the ego, took down all that shit. I talk, called my brother. Well, his girlfriend sent her a text. It's like, yo, tell my brother to step outside and call me because I ain't want. You know, they was at my mama's house, so I didn't want my mama to hear the conversation and shit. So he came outside. He called me. I was like, look, bro, we in some shit. We stuck. You know, I need you to come get us. We can't. We we can't. They keep circling around and we can't leave. Like, they're circling around fast. It was like every time we think we going, like, and they knew where we were. That's what I, that's what fucking blew my mind because we took a back way to get to where we was at, but they knew where the fuck we were and they kept circling back and forth in front of that spot. I was like, we not getting out of this motherfucker alive. We just not. I was scared. Every, we was all scared. So scared. Like, you feel me? 
motherfucker, and we laugh at it now. Like my little homie, the younger, the younger homie Jonathan was laughing at the shit. Tell me, yeah, me and Paul about to cry. Paul thought he was about to cry. Nigga, we was all about to cry. Bitch, we thought we were about to die. Nigga, the fuck? <laughs> you feel me? But at the time, you know, we young, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? In the heat of the moment, I say, y'all, like we trembling. That's how scared we are. So I called my brother. And when his girlfriend's car pulled up, he hopped out the car. He said, yo, put my brothers in the car. Take them home. I saw a big homie. I I never challenged my brother again after that because he was like, y'all get in the car. You feel me? He took the gun we had on us. We had one shotgun with one bullet. We had had a BB gun with a half-empty CO2 cartridge, right? We had a shotgun with one slug. He said, man, give me that gun, right? He took the shotgun and shit. And he said, y'all get in the car. He told his girl, he said, take my brothers home and make sure they get in the house. You feel me? She took us, took all of us home one by one. And like I said, when when I um we ran into the dudes again, it's me and my homeboy Jonathan and shit. We see him at the mall. And this is when the respect, this is when it became respect on a whole nother level. So me and Jonathan, like, we on some, we some on-site type motherfuckers. Like, so it was like, yo, nigga. Fuck, he said, yo, nigga, your man's right there. I was like, yeah, we got it. My brother looked at him, he said, y'all good. Y'all ain't got nothing to worry about. I looked at him and said, nigga, who the fuck is you? What the fuck you do? He said, man, I'm telling y'all, y'all good, bro. You'll see. And we hopped out the car. We walking into the mall. Me and John, you know, we, you know, chest out, breathing heavy. Like, nigga, we about to get these niggas. And it's like, I say it's a good eight of them. We ain't give a fuck. I got my brother with me, too. You know what I mean? We ain't give a fuck. My brother's like, yo, what up? And when he's like, before we can like try to pull up, like, what's all that shit? He was like, my brother, like, yo, what up? When I said these motherfuckers split like the Red Sea and let us walk through, I said, hmm, hmm, goddamn. Okay. We walked into the mall and shit. He said, I told y'all, y'all was good. Y'all ain't got nothing to worry about no more. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he said to this day, but that's when it showed me that's a motherfucking big homie. That's some big homie energy. You feel me? That's big homie energy. And as a little homie, for the first time, I had to accept that I was a little homie. I had to really fall back and say, there's levels to shit that I don't know. There's levels to shit that I don't understand. There's level, there's shit that I would never understand that somebody has already understood ahead of time. And they want, they don't want me to, you feel me? Like street shit, the older, they don't want you involved. They really love you and they really care. They don't want you involved. My brother didn't want me involved in that shit. But then it showed me how deeply he involved in. He, it showed me how deeply involved he was to where the motherfucker literally just said, what up? And walked through him and they split like the Red Sea. At that point, I knew what it was to be a little homie. And I realized as a little homie that it's levels to shit that I got to understand before I start inflating my chest and thinking I'm a big homie when I'm not. You dig what I'm saying? And for my little homies, not just from a physical aspect, all dynamics of life, understand that there's somebody who has who is able to go significantly, whether you know it or not, they're able to go significantly deeper into the shit that you're dealing with. And you need to be modest about your position and your role and be a true little homie. And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. 
with everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags. We have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now.